Now, doesn't that sound effect speak for the entire country, the entire judicial system, our voting election system, um, <laughs> the, the media? Uh, it, it just <laughs> it just sums up everything without saying one single word, doesn't it? Oh, you know, I used to be able to play that when I played the trumpet back in high school, but um, hmm, that that just <laughs> that just brings it right home for me. Hey everyone, this is scriptwriter Steve. Today is December 14th, 2020. It is currently 4 a.m. here in Hawaii, which is like um it's about it's about 10 a.m. over there on the East Coast. So while my day is just coming to a close, um your day is just getting started. And usually right around this time is when all the news starts pouring in. So if I do an if I do a podcast right now, I'm pretty much on track with what's gonna happen because by the time I wake up, the entire entire world would have passed me by. So um, stay tuned. Um, Got to pay the bills like usual, and I'll be right back after these messages. Don't go far. Hey, everyone. It's scriptwriter Steve, and I am back from the break there, and I'm ready to start talking about politics and the news. You know, it's kind of funny because um, yeah, I guess my podcast is called Barbecue to Movies, but I, I just called that because when I, you know, whenever I barbecue... And I'm going to barbecue later on today. I'm, I'm barbecuing some uh, kalbi, which is a Korean style of um, making barbecue. It's actually, a, you're, I'm going to marinate it, and then I'm going to put it on top of the grill. So actually, it's not really barbecue. It's, it's grilling, Korean grilling. Um, but they make their things a little bit different there. But, um, you know, when I, when I barbecue with my friends, you know, a lot of times we're out there, you know, um, around the smoker. And it takes about 8 to 12 hours to to barbecue something, and um, during that entire time, other than managing the pit, we're just talking story, you know, we're just talking about anything under the news, so that's why I, I really just talk, wanted, you know, wanted to call my podcast Barbecue to Movies, because even though we barbecue, you know, the great thing about barbecuing is hanging out with your buds and just talking, just talking, 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 and that's what I plan to do with you here, you know, we're just me and you having a conversation as though we're barbecuing. And, you know, sometimes I'll talk about barbecue, in fact, because I like talking about barbecue. So hmm, I have a funny story to tell you. Uh, this, this, uh, the, the, this includes one of my, I'm, I have to try to phrase this because uh, I don't want to disclose who they are. And if they listen to this podcast, I don't want to know that I'm actually talking about them. So um, I, I have a friend, I'm not, not a very close friend, or just an associate, and they, they actually used to be a Republican, or they say they were Republican, we'll call them a rhino, because um, they were a Republican, but once they, got, they went into college, they became a full-on socialist Bernie Sanders supporter. And, and it's funny because they, they go into college and they're going into college um, because they have a GI Bill. They got out of the military. So this, again, this, this person who used to be a conservative, again, now he's a socialist, he served in the military and they have the GI Bill so they get to go to college for, for, for free. So they go to college and they come out a full-on socialist, a full-on Trump hater. And this is back before 2016. And um, they are there's nothing nice to say about Trump. And... Um, I remember going to lunch with them, and because you know we all hung out back then, and um, and then he sits sits down with me and, and he asked me, "Well, don't you think you're smarter than Donald Trump?" And I said, "Well, of course I I don't think I'm smarter than Donald Trump. You know I don't know how to you know even, even though I know how to produce a television television show, there's a lot of things I don't know how to do like." How to develop a hotel, um, you know, how to 
how to own a own an airplane properly and take care of it and 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 go through the entire logistics of maintaining one or even to develop a residential area. I went down the list of what Donald Trump has done because he's so intelligent. I mean, Donald Trump is very very intelligent, and and then he just got so pissed. He says he, he points a finger at me, starts wagging it, wagging at it. And he says, "I can't believe you think you're not smarter than Donald Trump." Like, Everybody I know is smarter than Donald Trump. My teacher, you, everyone. This guy's an idiot. He's a criminal. He is everything. The worst evil of the entire world. He's going off. He's like turning red, yelling at me. And I asked him, well, do you know how to develop a building? Do you know how to develop a hotel? And he said, he stole all of those things. He just, he does a, his father was doing it all. And he is just getting red-faced. The veins are popping out of his, on his forehead and everything. He's like just wagging that finger at me, right? And then um, it doesn't end well. He just walks off. And the next thing I know, this person, former classmate, deletes me off Facebook. And, <laughs> and it... And I, I just was so taken back. I said, wow, you know, you know Trump, Trump derangement syndrome is a real thing. And I just told him, no, I, I really don't think I'm smarter than Donald Trump. And to this very day, even though, you know, I, I owned a couple of businesses, you know, I own a wedding business and I'm involved with this other podcast company and, uh, and I have some other things coming up and everything. I'm going to do, be having my own restaurant pretty soon. But, you know, even then, there's a lot of things I don't know how to do, and I think Donald Trump knows how to do it. And a lot of people say, well, he went bankrupt. He went bankrupt before. Well, a lot of business people go bankrupt. You know, their, their, business, their businesses file for bankruptcy. You know, I've owned businesses that file for bankruptcy. That's kind of the death of a business. It happens. It happens. Sears, you know, you know um, file for bankruptcy. 24-hour fitness, file for bankruptcy. I mean, these things happen. That's what happens when you go into business. You that the death of a business, the last, the, the third act of a business that is <laughs> it files for bankruptcy and it gets liquidated. You know, you're never going to be on top forever when you're in business. You have to, as a business person, you have to know how to write it, know when to sell it, and get out before it goes down. And sometimes, you know, that timing of when it goes down, you just don't know. And uh, you you lose some, you win you win some. That's that's the life of a business person. And everybody thinks you know Donald Trump. Is this? They think everything's just out of context, just completely out of context. Like when we always hear hear that, and I and, and my my red faced friend told me, Donald Trump is just a reality TV star, and I told him, no. Well, if you take things in context, his reality show it's not like the Kardashians. Um, it was a show about entrepreneurship. It was called The Apprentice, where the winner of the show and they would showcase college graduate versus college grad. I mean, college graduate versus um, high school graduate, right? College dropout, in fact. And they would see who would be better. And the winner would apprentice with Donald Trump and get to develop one of his um, one of his properties. And I thought that was really really cool. I mean, I love watching that show because I just loved entrepreneurship. And you got to see how good some people were and how bad some people were. And I told him that. And he's like, oh, he couldn't handle it. He's like, oh. He just started grinding his teeth. And, oh, he was, he was just so mad. Like, he, 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 could not, he could not accept the fact that Donald Trump was talented, that he had any type of skill whatsoever. And... Um, and, 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 I, and I would always tell him, too, I mean, I, I remember telling him, you know, Melania Trump is a, such a pretty woman. I mean, I think Melania Trump is just downright gorgeous. And she could choose 
any type of guy out there, any good-looking guy, any any good-looking guy or anyone, and they would come down there and they would love to be with with, with Melania Trump if she just asked them, right? And um, she chose out of all these people, out of all these guys, she chose Donald Trump to marry. Isn't that weird? So either she's really an idiot and chooses, you know, Satan or someone, or, or like, you know, the, the dumbest person in the world who's the closest thing to Satan, or even worse than Satan, worse than Hitler, right? Um, or she's like, she, she chose a really good guy, you know? I mean, for a guy who's like this horrible guy, his kids turned out so well. Look, I mean, look at his kids. Ivanka Trump. Ivanka Trump, you know, Donald Trump Jr., Eric Trump, his new Baron is coming out pretty good. And, and even that the other um shoot, I forgot her name. The other uh, daughter, she's a she's going to she's going to become a lawyer, right? And um and look and then look, you look at Joe Biden and and, and then um Hunter Biden is like screwed up and, and his uncle is screwed up, right? And then um and there's even a question whether or not Joe Biden's like like wife Joe Joe um Joe Biden is actually in on it too. I mean so it's it's just very strange, you know, um, how people just, uh, the, the, I mean, Trump derangement syndrome, it's a real thing. I talked about it in one of my podcasts. I mean, uh, so going now, now uh, fast forwarding to what I wanted to talk about too. Um, there's a celebrity called uh, Deborah Messing and uh, she just uh, tweeted something earlier, earlier this morning. And she said, um, America, this is a leader. Real Donald Trump, you are a weak, scared, stupid, inept, negligent, vindictive, narcissistic criminal. I hope you live a long life in prison where you will become the most popular boyfriend to all the inmates. This is Deborah Messing. Um, she had that show, um, I think, uh, what was it called? A Will and Grace, right? Where she was attracted to a gay person. One of those, like, uh, it was on the verge of being progressive, but, you know, right now it just would be considered normal, right? But I remember that because it came on, came on after... I think it came on after Friends or Seinfeld way back in the early 2000s or something like that. Yeah, so this is Deborah Messing, who, who I think doesn't doesn't really have a, an acting career right now. Um, you know, say, you know, saying that you know she thinks that again, you know, you know, um, Donald Trump is a criminal. So um, you know, and I'll, I'll give you one thing here is that you know a lot of a lot of actors are not very smart. Not all of them. You know, some of them are very smart, but I've you know I've been around these people. And they're so dumb. They they when they act, they, they have this method. Called, it's called method acting, and they actually believe they are this person that you write. So you create this story while you're sitting on the throne, right? You're sitting on the toilet. You know, I'm going to create this character, and here they are. They bring it to life, and they actually kind of walk around. And they want you to call this name. And say, man, I just thought of that character while I was sitting on the throne. <laughs> they're, they're messed up people, and, they, and and they're so messed up too. Some of them, you know, when the director yells "cut," if their kid if their kid is there, they'll have their kid call them by this that name. You know, for the whole time while they're in this method world, when they go home, when they're everywhere, they're they're this act, they're this person. Now, not every actor is a method actor, um, but some of them get go so deep in there, and then some of them. They're, you think they're really cool people, and and they say the word "I love you" so quick, and they they even see, they introduce you. Oh, this is my friend. I mean, I just known this person for thirty seconds. They say, "Oh, this is my friend," <laughs> right? And they'll say, "Oh, I love you for doing this. I love you. I love you. I love you." They don't know what I lo- a love is, and they don't know what a friend is, and and um 
And then on top of that, they don't know what to say in front of camera. Most of the time, they're scripted by by writers or their assistant or everything. And they're so disorganized. And uh, oh, it's just horrible. And they think they know. So now they have Twitter and social media out there. And they're, they're tweeting all these things. And they're tweeting. They're, they're like pissing off people because um, they're probably pissing off their PR person um, because... Um, <laughs> because they're, they're trying to find a way to shut them up because they're making themselves look like idiots. You know, uh, it, it's a, you know, uh, I'll tell you another funny thing. Um, these PR people who work there, I mean, people have no idea what PR, like uh, what a PR person actually does. So when you think PR, you think public relations. Oh, he's here to schedule, um, schedule their, their, I guess, the time they have in front of their camera with all of these different entertainment these entertainment, um, I guess, organizations, right? Um, that's part of it. There, there are PR um, agencies that do that. But a lot of them, a lot of them, their jobs are to kill stories. Uh, and and, and here's, here's what happens in Hollywood um, or in the entertainment industry. Uh, so say, for example, if I wanted to write a story, like say, for example, I'm going to write, um, a, a, like say, for example, I'll write a story that about, about space aliens, right? And I try to take it to a studio and, and they'll option off, if they like it, they'll option off the rights, the story, the space alien story for, you know, and they'll give you about $10,000, $20,000 and the option will be worth five years, six years or, or whatever like that. And they'll buy the rights to it. And you can't, when they have, when they option it off, um, you, you can't sell it to anyone else. And, you know, you can't even sell it to a news station. Um, and, and, um, but, so everyone who wants to become a screenwriter, they want to either option off their script or sell their script to the studios or, or to producers or everything like that, right? And uh, it's very hard to do this. It's extremely hard to do this. It's extremely hard to make a movie and option stories off and everything like that. And, um, and, and it's almost like, get, like getting struck by, struck by lightning. Uh, that's how rare it is. It does happen. That's how some movies get made. That's how a lot of movies get made. But there's not many movies that get made, by the way. Um, maybe a little bit more now because of Netflix and Hulu and and uh, all the streaming services and YouTube. But before it was, you know, the studios were the ones who were optioning off everything. Well, well, my friend um, who works in there, he told me, you know. Here's a wake-up call, Steve. There's their studios are optioning off tons and tons of stories, but you don't have the right story to sell. And I said, Well, what story do you have? What story are they buying? They're saying, Well, if you have a an affair, like say for example, a prostitute has a has an affair with a celebrity, um, that prostitute will sell their story to the studio, and the studio will buy, will option that off, and basically they kill it. So. Now that prostitute who slept with this, you know, celebrity A can't tell the news, can't tell, can't make a movie, can't write a book or do anything about it. And that's what these PR agencies, agencies are doing left and right. So they're like, you know, optioning off stories and, you know, and, and they have, they have a network of people who buy stories and like from everyone from tabloid magazines to movie studios to, to shadow companies to other lawyers. And it's this huge network of like people just killing stories it's the same thing that screenwriters try to do to sell their stories. Like, you know, I'm, here I am trying to sell my space alien story. What's well, a lot easier if I were just to like, prostitute myself off, sleep with a celebrity, and then sell that off? Because they'll option off all the rights. And sometimes whoever you sleep with, 
<laughs> you'll, you'll get like, you know, or sell drugs to, you'll get like a, a really, really, you know, big, big options contract. You know, don't, I mean, they're not optioning. They're just buying, buying the whole story. So that's why there's some stories like, you know, Tom, Tom Cruise may be gay and there was this like, you know, gay person coming up saying, hey, you know, you know, you know, all these things and all of a sudden you don't hear about it. And, uh, you know, maybe the story got killed. I don't know. Maybe it's all false. I, I don't know. And that's why with the Stormy Daniels came, thing, came out and everything and they had this lawyer come out and he tried to kill that story. You know, I'm not sure if, if Donald Trump had his hand in that, but that whole thing of how they went along and killing the story. That's what happens. I mean, it happens with politicians as well. Um, where you just buy the rights with all these shadow companies and it gets killed. But see, here's the thing, which is different, is that um, that that uh, Stormy Daniels and this other lady, Karen McDougal or something, who violated their contract, their contract wasn't signed by Donald Trump or anyone else. It was actually signed by, you know, that lawyer. So that's kind of weird because that would, you know, that that wouldn't, and then also for the fact that they 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 um, breached that contract, then they should have been sued. They could have been sued in court for like a lot, a lot of money. So I'm not sure if those are real or not. But then they again, you know, that, that that's what a lot of PR agencies do, lawyers do. They option off stories or buy stories and contract, you know, and just like it happens so often in the entertainment and political industry. So uh, how how the hell did I get to that? But anyway. Just wanted to share that to you with with you. That's um, that's like the entertainment industry. That's like the politics for you. It's it's so dirty, really, 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 really dirty. And this this lady Deborah Messing here, you know, um, you know, she's really like a small time, you know, celebrity. She's not like a huge, huge celebrity. You know, in the celebrity world, they're like celebrities within the celebrity world. I mean, there's like Madonna, and you know, back then it was Michael Jackson, who were celebrities within the celebrity world, where where they're you know the you know, there's so much of high, like a prince is such a high celebrity that even he doesn't hang around with celebrities. Like Cindy Lauper is such of a celebrity in the celebrity world that she just hangs out with regular people, right? <laughs> so Deborah Messing, is, she's not even of that caliber. She's like more like a B-list celebrity or like what Nicolas Cage is now, like doing B-movies. So, um, but anyway, yeah, she is messed up and she's out there talking and trying to be significant and... uh She's just a little dumb, 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 dumbo, dumbo. So, so here's the thing, too. I, I took a look. I'm just going to read off some headlines here. Um, the U.S. Treasury reportedly was breached by hackers backed by a foreign government. Isn't that interesting that the U.S. Treasury, Treasury, Treasury can be breached by hackers, but these Dominion machines can't? The, you know, our Treasury is a lot more secure. I mean, you know... It's you know these these hackers can get into anything. Um, we, I remember um, what was that? Remember that movie is called The Interview, and um, the, the Koreans, the North Koreans and the Chinese, they actually got into Sony's. Was it Sony or the movie companies? One of the movie companies they got in there and they were going to release all of their movies. In fact, they, they start to re- release all their movies, and it was kind of easy because, because I think the password to their server was password, which is stupid, but they were able to get in. And, and this is how stupid things are. Like, you know, again, the, the, to hear that the Dominion machines or to hear like the, the US, U.S. election officials, one of those cybersecurity guys, to say that it was the most secure election of all time. And, uh, to, <laughs> and then here it is, the U.S. Treasury getting hacked in there. I mean, everything gets hacked. If, if the hackers want, want, 
if they want to get in there, they're going to, they're going to hack it. And um, for the fact that forensic scientists are saying that these are easily hackable or white hat hackers are saying this is really easy. And these Dominion machines and these voting machines are so easy to change votes and everything. In fact, they're designed to wait votes. Um, and then we're finding out that, well, you know, <laughs> courts and courts and Dominion, Dominion, Smartmatic, they don't want to release their algorithm because, you know, they're going to find out, well, yeah, you know, this is, this is, this is kind of designed to do this kind of thing. This is designed to cheat. It's a cheating software. And, um, you know, you, they're, they're, I guess they'll get caught with their hand in the cookie jar. <laughs> so what, what do you know, you know? And, uh, and, oh, by the way, you know, this weekend, you know, finding out that the Supreme Court just, the Supreme Court turned down the Texas lawsuit, that was really, really disappointing to me. I mean, I thought we had it in there. Um, but after listening to a few lawyers on, I guess, on, on YouTube, um, they actually said, a few constitutional lawyers said it was a pretty weak case because, um, and, but, but they said even if it was weak, it should have still been listened to. And, and here's what it is. Um, you know, uh, they didn't dismiss. They didn't dismiss the case on merit or or righteousness. They just didn't want to hear it. And this was a victory for Joe Biden. But a lot of times, I want to let you know that a lot of times, cases that are dismissed, it doesn't mean that they're wrong. It means again, the court does not just the court has no morality, no right or wrong. You know, justice unfortunately um, is not blind. It's weighted. Um, I mean, I know this for a fact that that um, I've had I've had friends who who go to court and their lawyer they, now they're guilty of doing a crime, right? They're really really guilty, but because their lawyer knows that judge, that case gets dismissed. And this happens more often than not. And I've had some friends who didn't get a lawyer and they went to court. And they ended up having to, you know, pay a traffic bill or anything like that. I mean, I've known, I've known lawyers where they'll say, hey, let me take a look at that traffic ticket that you've got, right? And, <laughs> and I tell you, you know, you know for me, so yeah, I was speeding 15 miles per hour over. And they'll say, oh, you know, the cop forgot to do this certain thing. And my lawyer would just get it tossed out in court, even though I'm guilty of speeding, 100% guilty because that little, of that little technicality, the judge threw it out. So was I guilty? Yes, but then the judge threw it out because of, because of small little technicality. And that's what the Supreme Court did. They threw out this case because of a small little technicality, which, which basically, you know, it could have been argued either way, but they used it to get out of there because they didn't want anything to do with it. They did not want, you know, they did not want to have this election, you know, to, on their hands. They didn't want to make a decision. In other words, they're weak. Very, 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 very weak. So, uh, and, um, and, and the case was that, you know, again, Texas said that, that they thought these four states were infringing upon their constitutional rights because they were breaking the Constitution. And the Supreme Court says, well, it has no standing because they can break the Constitution and your state is still, will still be okay. Well, that doesn't make any sense. I don't think that's, that's true at all. I don't think that's true. But that's what they said. So they dismissed it on, on, on the standing, you know, on, on basically they had no case that their argument didn't have standing. And, um, 
you know, and even Alito and um, Clarence Thomas said that it didn't have standing, but they would have liked to hear the case. So, well, what, what can you say? So um, here's the thing, though. Donald Trump will file a case personally because those states, those other states have infringed upon his constitutional rights, his constitutional right to run as president. So he does have a case there. And on top of that, we're still talking about Pennsylvania, where the Supreme Court changed the uh, election laws. They should win that one. And I think it's either in Michigan or Wisconsin where they have very stringent absentee laws, where where I think in order to get a mail-in ballot or an absentee ballot, you, you have to go through these certain steps. You just can't be on a mailing list. And that's what happened. All of these, um, these, uh, all of these uh, um, ballots, just, they just came to the people because they're on a mailing list. And you can't do that. So they broke law there. And I think in either one of those states, too, um, they, there, there was a way that you had to do, um, I think, signature or voter verification through ID or something like that. And they found, I think, 20,000 votes or like 200,000 votes or something like that, which didn't have any, you know, voter, I guess, voter signature verification or something like that. So it's all is not over yet. All is not over. And this Texas lawsuit was, was not brought forth by the Trump campaign. They just joined in on it. And they thought it had a lot of um, momentum because... Uh, um, not only was Trump joining in on it, um, 17, I think 20 states also jumped in on it, and 102 congressmen jumped in on it. I mean, this is huge. I mean, if anything, it's, yes, it's a loss, but we, now we're seeing, we, we, saw, we see 20 states, and we see 102 congressmen and, and the president all jumping in together. So again, these are, we see some party unity on the, le- on the right, and that's a good thing. It's a really, really good thing. So don't be discouraged yet. Um, I know it's looking bleak, and it is an uphill battle, but it's all, not, all is not over. And right now, I mean, to me, I mean, you know, if Trump loses, that's one thing. But we're talking about election integrity, aren't we? I mean, we, we really want the election to be, you know, to be good. I mean, solid. We want it to stand on solid ground. And I, and I think there's something there because um, I was watching, I was watching uh, the Greg Kelly show on Newsmax, and they were interviewing a lawyer there over there in Michigan who um, I, think, I think he was, he was uh, investigating the Dominion machines, and they found through their investigation that something was wrong with these Dominion machines. And they want to release that information, that forensic data, to the public. And the, and the, and the state, the judge, stepped in, and, and basically banned them from releasing their information to the public. Now, why is that? Why, is that isn't that horrible? So, I mean, that means there's something to hide. I mean, that that's really means there's something to hide. I mean, if there's nothing there, just release it, right? So, it's bad news. I mean, it's not good news, everyone. This is bad. It's really bad. And, and again, Dominion, they were, they were supposed to testify in front of a Pennsylvania hearing, and instead of testifying, they lawyered up. Again, bad. And why don't they allow, allow foreign, I guess, white hat hackers to go ahead and take a look at your algorithm? Take a look at their, um, how they calculate votes. It should be pretty simple. I mean, according to, I mean, I talked to a lot of programmers, and they said, you know, calculating, calculating um, uh, um, voters, it should be one of the simplest algorithms, algorithms or programs you should ever have to write. 
I mean, it's basically working like a, a like a tachometer, a digital tachometer in your car, where it can only go one way up and in whole numbers, and and you just take it and you scan a scantron, things we did in school, right? And make sure it's correct. Make sure there's there's a way to verify it. There's it's a very simple program. It shouldn't be this very complex program where you can delete votes, change votes, weight votes, and in the end, don't come up with a whole number. Like Joe Biden shouldn't have like, you know. 80 million point three four five. <laughs> you, know, you know, who the hell was his, is voting like three and a quarter, right? You, you know, is it, a, is it a small person, little person? You know, it, do illegal votes count less, right? It doesn't make any sense. It really, really doesn't make any sense. And um, what I'm seeing more too is that there's such a rush right now on the left and even, the, um, even with Twitter and a lot of these companies to censor, to censor conversation. And why do you have to censor conversation? I don't understand that. I mean, there, there, there is some things which should be censored from the internet. I think like, you know, child pornography or terroristic threats. Why is it that ISIS can, <laughs> ISIS can have a Twitter account? Um, Antifa can have a Twitter account and organize um, events to actually hurt or burn down a city. You know, you know that's really bad. I mean, <laughs> the terrorists can use social media to kill people, you know, as a tool to kill people, you know, say, oh, we're going to, and to intimidate people. But Donald Trump can't use the internet to express his freedom of speech to say that he won the election, right? And then now, right now, Twitter, they're taking away um, the ability for people to like his tweet and the, and the ability to actually retweet it. Can you imagine that now? And, um, and, and be, right now, Facebook, if you write something on Facebook about the election, just include the word election or the word Joe Biden or something, they'll include a little thing on the bottom that are saying that, you know, Joe Biden won the election, it's fair and square. Well, yeah, so they want you to repeat, you know, a, you know their truth over and over and over again. Now, again, Joe Biden may have won it, but right now it looks very questionable. There's at least reasonable doubt. We should at least investigate. Should not? Should we not investigate something of this magnitude when there is you know, MIT scientists and forensic scientists you know, coming out and and all of these you know the U.S. Postal Service workers saying, "Hey, I had a hundred thousand votes, and they told me to drive across state lines, and then it disappeared." And now we're supposed to say everyone here and all and all these witnesses are just crazy. It doesn't make any sense. I mean, what does your intuition tell you? But they're telling you, no, 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 don't believe all of that. It's, it's equivalent of UFOs and Bigfoot. The voter fraud is a conspiracy theory. That's like a 9-11 truther thing, right? So they're all trying to you know, group it all up into, the, into this one category and say, you know, it's just a big conspiracy theory. It's coming from the right. They're like ant, an anti-vaxxer and all that. Think it's a voter fraud and these are just crazy people. So if you believe in this, you're like, you believe like, in, you don't believe in science because uh, you're just dumb. You're dumb and probably racist. I can't handle that stuff. I can't handle that type of thinking, people. All right. So on to more news, on to more news. Did you hear about Eric Swalwell? He's that uh, California congressman. That guy's a piece of work. He, he actually sits on the intelligence committee and he was having an affair with this Chinese girl called Fang Fang. And, um, you know, she's pretty good-looking. She's a pretty good-looking, um, you know, Chinese girl. You know, a lot, a lot of Americans, they have no idea what a good-looking Asian looks like. She's, she's probably maybe average-looking for an Asian, you know, 
<laughs> we got some drop dead gorgeous Asians. Like a lot of my friends who are Asians are just drop dead gorgeous. Um, you know, my stuff, I'm Chinese. And, I, you know, if you, you look at all the Chinese celebrities, the Korean celebrities, the Japanese celebrities, they're way better than this Fang Fang. Look, I mean, way, they look way better. I mean, she wouldn't even stand up. She wouldn't even, she wouldn't even be in the same level of these, like, you know, Chinese celebrities. But then these, um, but, you know, when you take a look at a, a lot of um, white Americans, Caucasians, and, and, you know, they really, because they don't see Asians very often, they don't know what a good looking Asian looks like. And uh, so Fang Fang is here, and she's like, you know, apparently he had an affair with her, and and now he's um, he's kind of blaming Donald Donald Trump for it, isn't that kind of weird? Um, so so he's actually still criticizing. He said he's basically saying that um, you know, following a report that leaked uh, that linked him to an alleged Chinese spy, uh, Representative Eric Swalwell suggested that the information was leaked to hurt him because of his frequent and loud criticism of President Trump. <laughs> so it's like, okay, well, maybe it was, but still, you still were, you know, sleeping around with a Chinese spy. And Diane Feinstein, at the same time, she also had a Chinese spy for 20 years. Like, what's with all these Democrats having, having relationships with Chinese spies? And, and now we're also finding out, again, the Bidens. The Bidens... <laughs> You know, Joe Biden is going to be in trouble. I'm not sure how he's going to get past this unless um, uh, unless the DOJ is really, really, really corrupt because, uh, you know, his son, his son is in it deep. And I want to get this off my chest, too. Um, so the son is getting um, investigated by the FBI for money laundering and um, money laundering. And also there's another one, too, um, basically not not paying his taxes. Um, and but the FBI is is actually investigating him, so a lot of people are equating this or uh, to the equi- the equivalent of the IRS of, of getting edited, I mean audited by the IRS. And I kind of told them, I said, and and they're taking this from the media because the media is saying, oh, it's a simple like when you you don't pay enough on your taxes or you miss it. Or you miss a write-off, or you take, or you take a write-off that you shouldn't. You're going to get audited, and you have to pay the penalty. This is all. This is all what's happening. I said, no. When you mess up on your taxes and you get audited, um, the IRS investigates you, not the FBI. The FBI is investigating a crime. There's something really, really big here. So, um, and right now we know that that um, Joe Biden, I mean Hunter Biden is not very, very smart. In fact, he was, um, he was, he was, he contracted out Tony Bobulinski to put all, put all of these deals together. And then he backstabbed Bobulinski and Bobulinski said he was being interviewed by, by, um, Carson, um, Tucker, Tucker Carlson, that Joe Biden, he was the brains behind all of it. Because what was, what was, why was Hunter Biden and, and, um, Joe Biden's, um, brother, why were they getting paid so much? They didn't have a skill to run a hospital. They didn't have a, they didn't have the skill for energy or anything or like this. They didn't have the skill to negotiate or, 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 to, or to know how to invest into um, um, ch- um, money from China into, into um, other, other companies. They had no idea how to do this. They're not investors. They, nobody would trust it. Nobody would trust Hunter Biden with $10. And all of a sudden, China trusts Hunter Biden with billions of dollars. No, what Joe, what Hunter Biden was doing 
it was that they were selling access to Joe Biden. And there was some type of deal back there going under the table. And then Joe Biden was getting, was getting, you know, you know, in a way funneled some, he was the big guy. Remember 20% for the big guy. And there's some, there's some funny things going on there. We have no idea how Joe Biden got his money, but all of a sudden, well, he got, you know, he, he did have a book deal coming out of, um, coming out of, a uh, out of, out of his last term as vice president. He didn't make as much money as, as Obama. He's nowhere as wealthy as Obama. Obama had you know deals with Netflix and book deals and all those things, right? But Joe Biden, he all of a sudden he got really, really, really wealthy after he was the vice president. Why was that? I mean, where did this money come from? That's I mean, the houses that are that he owns now, they're huge. Something doesn't add up. Something really doesn't add up. So I, so uh, you know, I really hope that you know they really get to the bottom of that, um, because well, we we all know. I, I I guess I'm just preaching to the I'm just preaching to the the, the choir, right? You guys all know here. So um, lastly, I want to just talk about this here. Um, the California um, HHS, HHS secretary admits outdoor dining ban is all about control and not science, and she said that on video. So right now, over over there in California, if you own, if you are a restaurant owner, um, they are basically saying that um, they're, well, they're shutting down all the restaurants over there. They're saying oh, you you can't have indoor dining, and if you have outdoor dining, you can't do that either now. And apparently, for like a a movie a movie production, they were able to do outdoor catering to this one this one event right next to the restaurant, which had a tent and and their outdoor out their outdoor dining facilities. Really corrupt. So you look left, that restaurant is illegal, and you look on the right hand side where the movie production is, that's hundred percent legal. And it's because these movie productions give a lot of money to these candidates. It's all a ruse. It's all a ruse. It's all fake. I mean, COVID is real, but how they're dealing with it, how they're letting certain stores stay open and certain stores close, it's all fake. I mean, my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii, we were closed down. But we were closed down. I mean, why is it dangerous for my company who does eloping weddings where we just have two people on the beach, the minister and the photographer, right? And maybe a couple of ladies and everything. It's small, a group of four people. Why is that, why is that more dangerous than having, you know, 500 people stuck together instead of Costco? I don't understand that. Or even in a restaurant, you know, having, having a restaurant filled with 50 people. We can't have four people on the beach and get, have them get married. So they shut my company down for almost, what, almost like six months, seven months. Now we're just starting to do business. But, you know, luckily we, we, can, we, we fall within that five-person range. But again, right? Like why? I mean, I don't understand it. Like why was GameStop forced to close? Because, you know, I guess GameStop buying a game, a video game in GameStop is very dangerous. But you can buy a video game in Walmart or Target. That's not dangerous. It's a lot. There's a lot more people in Walmart and Target than they are in GameStop. And GameStop could, you know, possibly do something where they could, you know, a lot only allow five people in at a time, but they closed them down, right? And it's because Walmart and Target they gave money. They gave a lot of money to to a lot of politicians. So and and also remember this. This is all under hap. This is all happening under the umbrella quote-unquote, an existential threat. That's what COVID is, an existential threat. Well, it kills, it's almost killing up to 300,000 people per year. But, you know, 
Right now, prescription drugs, the opioids, kill way more people, right? And drugs alone kill way more people. Oh, wait a minute. Obesity kills way more people than COVID. But we're not shutting down McDonald's. We're not shutting down all these fast food restaurants. Maybe they will. But what else is it? Is an existential threat? We are, we're told all the time. It's climate change. So what's going to happen when COVID is gone and now they start pointing their finger and start using um, climate change as a reason to control you? And trust me, they will. And everything, you take the gas of CO2, everything in the world has to do with CO2. So how many plants can you plant? How, what kind of barbecue? I mean, can, can I open up a barbecue business? Because I'm burning wood. I'm burning tons of wood. That's a lot of CO2. Do I have to like charge my customers now? Because like I'm increasing my carbon footprint to make smoked meat? I mean, what's going to happen? Really, what's going to happen? Oh, I, I can only make so many pounds of smoked meat. Per, uh, I, only, I only can take so many vacations. You can only have so many kids. Right? A farm can have, only, have, can have only so many cows. All because climate change is an existential threat. I mean, you think of all the things that they're doing because everything is so, quote-unquote, an existential threat. They're even banning straws, which follows the science created by a 13-year-old. A 13-year-old report, right? You know, this is the party that, belong, that believes in science, and they don't even follow science. But they keep saying they're all about science. All about it. All about it. So this just pisses me off. You know, I'm, I'm just, you know... Well, it's about 4.38 a.m. right here, here in Hawaii right now. I better go to sleep now. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, like uh, that's all I have for today. I'm sure by the time I wake up, there's going to be more news. But thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. I am growing my podcast slowly. I think I have an average of like 40, 40 continuous um, listeners now. They're just listening to me. I'm really happy about that. So if you are one of them, I want to thank you. You can find me on... Um, Apple, I think Apple, Google, and Spotify are the, the, the three major ones. I'm on, like, I think, seven or eight like um, podcast platforms, and it kind of automatically goes there. But um, I'm basically on Spotify, Apple, and, um, and Google, and all you have to look is Barbecue 2 Movies, and, uh, and, and then I'll pop up there. So again, um, for my podcast, you know, I... I, you know, I talk about barbecue and talk about movies. Right now, I don't talk about movies because there's no movies. And, uh, you know, I promise I'll be talking about barbecue tomorrow because I just made some barbecue kalbi. I'm going to be cooking it later on tonight, later on for dinner, and I'll tell you how it came out. I'm using um, one of my friend's recipes. Um, she's from Korea, really, really big Korean. I put a Korean pear in there so um, and used the juices from the Korean pear. Um, to sweeten it up because they love Koreans love their um, their kalbi or their meat their short ribs to be very very sweet so there's like honey and there's honey and a lot of sugar and this Korean pear and all and we, I even put coke inside there coca-cola so it really we'll see what kind of flavor it comes out with and I'll kind of update you on that tomorrow all right that's about it people thanks for listening bye